0: I think that's that's something pretty special. Also, that Christmas Eve service, um, that's a great opportunity to invite friends, family, maybe people that normally wouldn't come to church. Uh, We try to make it pretty fun, also pretty short. Uh, We'll have Pastor Randy on his ukulele singing some songs. We'll have the kids do their skit and their songs. And the worship team will lead us in a few Christmas carols. We'll we'll also, uh, it's a candlelight service, so we'll uh, light candles at the end and sing Silent Night. It really is a special time. Um, It's one of my favorite times of the year. I have a red sweater, and the only time that red sweater comes out is Christmas Eve. Uh, it, it is a, I think it'll be with me till I die. Um, it's, I think it's just now a tradition. Um, it's the red sweater tradition for Pastor Dan. But come on out. We'd, we'd love to have you. Also, my family just wanted to thank you guys for the pastor appreciation gift. I think I have a picture of us um, over at Seaside, Oregon. It was an amazing time together. There we are. Um, just, wow, what, what, a, what a trip that was. In fact, it was actually a very peaceful time. In fact, the only time it wasn't peaceful was the last day when I kind of lost it. Uh, it was really unsettled, uh, kind of uh, not uh, feeling too great in my spirit. So I yelled at my kids. Uh, something, it, but it was over something so silly, too. Have you ever done that as a parent where you yell over something just like, why did I yell about that? But other than my failures as a dad, uh, we really had a blast. Uh, there's a store. Anyone been to Cannon Beach before? There's a store there called Yuletide Christmas Shop. You ever been there before? Kind of fun. We, we went there again. Uh, just big store full of Christmas stuff. And I, I noticed that in that store there's this huge Disney section and then there's this section with Halloween decorations and then there's walls of ornaments and, and then you got the villages. Anyone have a Christmas village, by the way, at your house? Uh, We have a village at our house. Uh, I I should have taken a picture of it. Uh, Back a couple years ago, the dollar store was providing uh, the villages, and I was like, yeah, no way. So that's fun. Other than our new cat thinks that the village is her bed, and she also thinks the little people are her toys. So the uh, man on the horse and the figure skaters have um, gone on to a better place. Um, But at this store, there's these... Villages, coffee mugs, Christmas mugs, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's what you would expect. I'll just stop describing It's what you'd expect at a ocean Christmas store. Whatever image you have, that's what this place is. But then after you get done walking through almost the entire store, we made it to a small section. Almost looked like an afterthought. It was a display of some manger scenes. Kind of tucked in the corner. And, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, that it's amazing what we do, that Jesus... During Christmas time, we we have this Christmas cheer and Christmas magic, Christmas spirit and Rudolph and Santa Claus and mistletoe and eggnog and candy canes, cookies, snowman, Christmas trees, and then Jesus, right? And in America, in our American Christian culture, we don't really know what to do with Jesus. And, and so two weeks ago, we talked about how that stuff isn't necessarily bad. I mean, I get into Christmas as much as anybody else, but... All of that other stuff—it doesn't even come close to comparing to what we have in Jesus. And so, two weeks ago, I talked about the hope that Jesus brings. Last week, Pastor Wayne he, he talked about the joy that Jesus brings. And by the way, I'm so thankful for that message. I, I listened to it, or actually watched it on my way home from Seaside. I, I felt uh, anyone else feel like Wayne was just speaking right to you. Um, just—I felt like it was a message just for me. And, and I don't know. I hope that. When we're here on a Sunday morning that we don't want to just kind of hear a sermon. We don't want to just kind of just check off the box, say, well, I did the little Christian thing and, and move on uh, and just live life as it's always been. I hope that we come with the expectation that the Lord will change us. I think that's very important. I, I don't and I and in my own life. I don't ever want to leave here the same. And I really feel like that message from last week. It just took me deeper into what it means to have joy in Jesus. You know really why I feel that way? Because I've been in the church my whole life, and I've seen people that have been going to church for like 50, 60 years. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to listen to what the Word is saying. So this week, we're going to talk about peace. Peace, the peace that Jesus brings. And we've entitled this series, Do You Hear What I Hear? And we're very intentional with that title because... We want you to hear what Jesus did 2,000 years ago in that manger, but we also want you to hear about what he's doing in the world today. That's why we sang that song, My Savior Lives, right? Do you believe that Jesus is alive today? Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what Jesus is doing in our town? And so that's kind of the idea that Jesus, yes, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, God with us. He was born in that manger, but he didn't stay in the manger, he left, eventually he grew up, and, and he went uh, on to live a perfect life. And he died on that cross, and, and on that cross he defeated evil, he defeated death. And then he rose from the dead, and when he rose from the dead he showed that he even defeated death itself. In him we have life. And did you know that same Jesus? He's alive in 2018 and he's willing to save people. He's willing to rescue people, to forgive them, to set them free and to give them eternal life. And so do you hear what I hear is simply an opportunity for all of us to remember Jesus is still in the business of bringing hope, joy, peace and life. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I am excited about today's message. I'm excited about the peace that you bring because this world is in such desperate need of you. You are the only answer. You're it. (laughs) You're it. Would we get tunnel vision today and let all those other things that have distracted us fall by the wayside and have our eyes laser-focused on you, Jesus? We want to have everything that we are in you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke chapter 2, smartphones, tablets, anything you got. We'll be uh, walking through that a little bit. You might want to follow along. Some of us enjoy listening. Some of us need that visual. I need the visual. You, you just start talking to me. I, I often, it will go in one ear out the other, but if I'm writing something, taking notes, reading looking at my Bible, it, it seems to stick a little bit more. So, everybody there? Good? New Testament. If you need help, Matthew, Mark, then Luke. By the way, if you need a Bible, if you need, don't raise your hand, but if you need a Bible, just talk to me. We'll get you a nice one. We'll get you one with your name on it. What, whatever you need. If you need it in Greek or whatever. I I love getting people Bibles. So if you need a Bible, just write a connection card, talk to me, email me. We'll we'll get you a nice Bible. Everyone should have a Bible. Amen. <laughs> In 2018, what a, what a great opportunity that we have to, to be able to read, but then also have the Bible available to us. So, so make sure you get one. You know, in those manger scenes that I saw at that Christmas shop, it's funny who we have at that scene, but do you, anyone remember? I think I have a picture. There's usually some animals. you remember the animals that are usually at the manger scene? The donkey. You've got to have the donkey. Anybody else? Cows, Camels? Camels? Sheep. Yeah, camels. Our ours is growing up at a camel. Sheep. Yeah, you gotta have a. Why would you have a sheep? Yeah, shepherds. Who else is there? The three wise men. Right, we decided to have three wise men, and they have their gifts. Who? The drummer boy. That's a fun one. Yeah, throw the drummer boy into the manger scene. I mean, who 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 else could we throw into the manger scene? But today, I just want to focus. Let's see which one's the shepherd. Oh, see you, you see the shepherd. He's the one bending down. You know why? You know he's the shepherd because he's got his shepherd staff. Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. We'll, we're going to talk about the shepherds today. And uh, verse. Let's start at verse eight. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping their watch over their flocks at night. In Israel, we actually got to go see uh, shepherd caves where shepherds would go at night and uh, uh, and their Sheep would often come into these caves. Really, really cool. Next time we go to Israel, come with us and we'll show you those caves. Um, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then suddenly, don't you love that word? Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying. Let's be the angels today. Say it with me. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. What a scene that must have been. When the angels had left them, gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So the angel appears to these shepherds. They're terrified. Have you noticed that's a common reaction when people see angels in the Bible? What they must look like. Because it seems every time they're... Terrified, and every time, what does the angel have to say? Yeah, fear not. Uh, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. This is good news. Is it good news, church? it It is. It's good news. It's the best news ever. A Savior, a Messiah, the chosen, anointed one, the one who would deliver God's people. He has been born. But then, Again, look what happens. A great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. It reminds me of Isaiah chapter 9. He says, For unto us a child has been born. Have you heard that one before? A son has been given. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Am I missing one? Peace. Prince of Peace. you got to remember, the world was under a curse, the curse of sin, just death all around, violence, unrest. People were longing for peace on earth, peace with God. And Christ came, and that's what he did. He provided peace, the peace that we are. We're longing for. He is the Prince of Peace. And the good news, again, why we worship today, that anyone who comes to Him, for the last 2,000 years, anyone who comes to Him by faith, He brings to them His comfort, His peace. Romans 5 tells us, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since we have been justified through faith, justified as though we had never sinned, declared righteous, we now... Have peace with God. Peace with God. How? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So now the curse and the burden of sin, it's lifted. We're now righteous, holy, forgiven, and free in Christ Jesus. In Jesus and in Jesus, we're now filled with a peace that passes understanding. I don't know if you've noticed, but our world continues to live in turmoil and violence. And evil, and yet we can experience peace in Christ. God is no longer our enemy. We're no longer hostile toward God. Our brother, our sister, is no longer our enemy. Even in the midst of the worst situations, the most unfair circumstances, we can live in peace because of this little baby boy born in Bethlehem. But again, peace, it seems so elusive in the world. These days, not just global peace, but inner peace. As a pastor, I see this almost on a daily basis. People just struggling with peace. Have no peace. In fact, with all the technology that we use now, the amount of time that people spend on their smartphones, TVs, computers, it's a hectic world. A thousand miles per hour, full of lights, full of stimulation. Everyone is overstimulated. We've done that to our kids, just overstimulating. Have you been to a movie lately? I can barely watch an action film anymore because have you noticed the camera shot changes every second? Have you you seen that? In fact, when a fight scene comes in to a movie, I just turn out. I just close my eyes. I'm like, I'm done. They're just over the top. We've grown accustomed to this space. and, And the fact that I know that is go ahead and pop in a movie from like 20 years ago. Have you ever done that? Like, tried to show your kid a movie from like 20 years ago? And you're like, man, I didn't remember how slow it is. But, church, that movie from 20 years ago isn't slow, it's normal. In fact, it's probably like one shot of some people actually talking or walking <laughs> instead of. And so, unfortunately, now this real life, real pacing of life, Outside of that overstimulation, for many people, real life isn't enough. I see that a lot as a pastor. Real life is no longer enough. Real life is boring. Right? Where's the phone? Where's the YouTube? Where's the Snapchat? Where's the video games? Where's the stimulus where I can get my next fix? I think this should disturb us, church. Now, I'm kind of a uh, fast-paced guy. My family knows this. I... I can get sucked into this just as good as anybody. I, I felt it Wednesday morning. I was getting ready for my day. I was about to wake up the girls, and I was starting a fire. We heat uh, the top side of our house with, with fire, and so I lit a couple of logs. But guess what? Those logs were not burning as fast as I wanted them to. And I'm you know, getting kind of impatient, and, and just kind of with that feeling within me, I got up right to do something else while I'm waiting for these logs to catch on fire. But I felt something within me. I felt the Lord just telling me, sit, Dan, sit. Not that I'm a dog, but I I just (laughs) felt him just say, Dan, just sit here. Sit with me. And I felt like he even said, just watch the fire. Watch the fire. So I sat there and waited with Jesus. We're in dangerous territory as a society with this overstimulation this idea of overstimulation now the schools and the doctors they're noticing this in our young people so they have a response to this and, and they should have a response to this but one of those responses is eastern meditation right or a buddhist the buddhist meditation andrew andres uh, many of you know him he just shared this with me this past week this kind of meditation being, being brought into the schools and the article that he shared said that they'll have this audio played telling the students And this is from the article that we're all connected through nature and we're all connected through the universe. Uh, Clear your mind. Watch your memory and your emotions float away on the clouds and connect with the universe. And this is the response. Again, a response to what's happening to our young people. Maybe we just need to teach them how to clear their minds, right? To go to nothingness, to go to a place of oneness with the universe to help these poor children, That's so sad to me because that's humanity's response to all this. And yet, as Christians, we know that isn't the answer. Yes, we should meditate, but we should meditate on the Word of God. We should meditate on the goodness of God. Not that our minds would be emptied, but our minds would be full, would be filled with the good things of a good Father. The Bible tells us, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In Joshua, Joshua gets this command. He says, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night so that you may be carefully observed everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. So we meditate on the word of the Lord and we seek to be filled with the good things of the Lord because we need help. Those teachers, those doctors, they're right. We need help. We lack peace. And I'm thankful for what doctors do. I'm thankful for what teachers are trying to do to make a difference. But Christians, what are we doing to help? What are we doing? Because we're the ones who actually do have peace. We found it. If you were searching, I found it. I got it. What are we doing to share that peace with this world? We have the answer. We're the only ones who have true everlasting peace that exists in a crazy world. A peace that passes my understanding. Aren't you thankful that it is a peace that passes your understanding? It's a peace that goes beyond your comprehension. Does that make sense to you? Wherever we were, wherever you were stuck in your mind, it goes beyond that. Praise the Lord. That my peace isn't dependent on me intellectually or rationally getting through this maze. It's a peace that passes understanding. Do you remember that verse? It says it guards your heart and it guards your mind in Christ Jesus. And the world needs what we have. But also, have you noticed that as a Christian, we still struggle with peace? I'm at the ocean Monday morning. Beautiful place, beautiful kids, wonderful wife. And I was struggling Monday morning, just full of anxiety. But this is what I love about the peace that Jesus brings. is I knew I was wrong when I was short with the kids. But later when I went to them and I, I sat them down, I told each one of them, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Do you know what they did? They forgave me. Why would they forgive me? Because they, each one, has the peace that Jesus brings inside of them. They had peace, peace with God, but also peace with one another. And so they didn't war with their father. They didn't hold grudges against their old man. They forgave me, church. They chose peace, and they shared peace because they had the prince of peace living inside of them. Maybe you've heard this saying before, it's so true. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. And even when we're off course, we've lost our way, it's so powerful how quickly as Christians, as people who know God and are known by God, we can come back to that place of peace. It reminds me of Romans 12. I love Romans 12. In fact, I love just Romans. But chapter 12, verse 2, listen to what Paul says. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing Of your mind. In Christ, your mind can be renewed. Some of you have lost hope that that could actually happen. But remember who you are. You're a Christian. You have peace. And in Christ, your mind can be renewed. So even when you're running on the wrong track, in the wrong direction, it happens to the best of us. But in Christ, you can say, No. Satan, you lose. God, you win. My mind's being renewed. The peace of God, the peace that passes understanding is going to guard my heart and guard my mind in Christ Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. He's the answer. Jesus is the answer. Not a glass of red wine. Not a cup of coffee. Not a vacation. And I love vacations. I'm all about vacations. But I was more restless on that last day of vacation than I have been in a long time. Vacation is not the answer. It doesn't Bring you peace. If you, don't have, if you don't bring Jesus with you to the beach, then guess what? I don't care how beautiful or restful it is, it will not bring you peace. Jesus is your peace. And I know some of you are struggling with some issues right now. And they're hard issues. And, and what's hard about them is there's no easy answers. The past two weeks, I, I can't share everything that I've met with people about, but just to give you a snapshot... In one hour's time on a Wednesday, within one hour, one person tells me that they have a lump that is being biopsied. Another person tells me their stepson is on life support telling me about the organs that are going to be shared. He actually passed away Friday evening. And then right before she talked to me, another person came to my office to tell me they had a diagnosis of cancer. That was all on Wednesday within an hour. People who needed to talk to a pastor, none of them even attend our church. But every person I meet, I'm so thankful for the people I get to meet. But every one of them, different situations, different needs, but every one of them has this one thing in common. They all need the peace that only Jesus can bring. Jesus came to bring great joy for all the people. Praise the Lord. Great joy for all the people. But he also wanted to bring his peace to those same people. But his joy and his peace can only be found in his presence. One of you wrote this down. I love it. It was in regards to the peace that Jesus brings. And you said, in the night or early in the morning, when the dark thoughts come, I cast them off in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's the peace of Christ. Again, you're not going to find your peace in a book or a cup of coffee or vacation. You're not going to find your peace in your spouse or your child or your job or your house. Again, I'm not against any of those things. I get that those things can help you through life. There's a joy in those things. There's a benefit to all those things. They can be a blessing from God. But be careful. Again, this just comes from experience. Be careful if you're looking to the things of this world for your peace. Because only Jesus can bring you true peace. Again, I can't tell you how many people I've met who continue to try to find things of this world, things in this world for peace, and they're still living to this day lives full of anguish, full of strife. I've mentioned all of this before, but there was a time in my life when I was very unsettled. It was around the first, uh, right when I first became a senior pastor, almost seven years ago. And there were just some things that were happening at this that church at Lifespring that were getting to me. Have you ever had the things of life get to you before? Right? And it's usually not just one issue that takes you down. Right? You could handle what, maybe even two, but you know how it works, right? It's just the subtle combination of all these various negative things going on at once. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. I thought maybe I wasn't cut out for this. Now in that time I had some pretty amazing people rise up and encourage me. I'll never Forget when my neighbor called. It was like 1230 at night. Called because she said there was someone in the bushes in front of my house in the middle of the night. I found out later that it was our very own Pete Wilmot. But there he is. But church, he was praying over me and praying over my house. Uh, Pastor Wayne had set up a time for different men to take different shifts to pray over me and and over my house. But during that time, the Lord really threw me a lifeline, a, a life preserver, so to speak. And it comes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, and I think maybe this is for some of you today, it's chapter 26, verse 3. I'll never forget when I read it during that time. He says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And I remember, I just read it again and again and again. I meditated on the truth of God's Word. Perfect peace. It doesn't come from those things that I've mentioned today. They Again, they can be good, they can be beneficial, even from the Lord, part of His blessing in your life, but none of them will bring you perfect peace. Perfect peace only comes to those whose minds are fixed on Jesus. Steadfast in Jesus. Trusting in Jesus. Because let's be honest, there's just things in life, even now as you're sitting here, there's things you just don't even know, right? You, You don't know the answer to. You don't know how to respond to it. You just... Don't know. To that mom who was in my office knowing she'd never talk to her son again. What could she do? And what could I do for her? But I believe even in her pain, her sorrow, in her loss. Which, by the way, all of us at some time in our lifetime will feel pain and loss. I believe that Jesus is bringing his peace that passes understanding into her life as she puts her trust in him. I just believe that with a confidence. In him and who he is and what he does for his kids. So I don't know what you're going through today. But I do know there's a human tendency. And I've been human before. So I, I get that. There's a human tendency to try everything and anything but Jesus to find our peace. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's alcohol. Or maybe it's a dependency on drugs. Or maybe it's looking at someone else to bring you peace. Have you ever looked to uh, uh, maybe a relationship, or or maybe even a sexual relationship, or with the holidays. Maybe you thought shopping could do it, right? Shopping was the therapeutic piece that you needed, or maybe it was the holiday event, so you just cram in as many events as you can to to find that peace. But you know that at the end of the day, those are just Band-Aids. Those are just, if you do not have Jesus, those are temporary Band-Aids. Jesus was the one whom the angels showed up for. It was because of Jesus and the birth of Jesus, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to earth, that the angels declared to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. So may we find our peace in Jesus today. And also may we be willing to share that peace with others. We live in a violent world. So much evil. So much unrest. So much hate. And people, good people, are searching for answers. Lonely people. People without hope. People that feel so hopeless. They're searching for answers. And my prayer for us today is that you would live at peace with God. Also live at peace with others. But as you do, my prayer is that the world would take notice. The world would take notice and they might become a little interested in what you have. And that at that moment, in God's timing, you'd be able to share His peace with them. That they could receive the peace of Christ as they give their lives to the Lord. So we want to pray for you today. We've been praying the last two weeks and I believe in the power of prayer. I, I just more and more I'm, I'm excited about this thing that we have called prayer. We believe that Jesus wants to be your peace, but also that he wants you to share that peace with others. And so I want to pray that over you. If you'd bow your heads, I'm going to pray. And then after I pray, we're going to sing a song. We've prepared a song for you. And, and even as I pray and even as we sing, that you would just receive the full peace that passes understanding, that will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And so, Lord Jesus, we just come to you in this moment to pray to you, Lord. In a world of a thousand RPMs, we settle our hearts to pray to you, Lord. We thank you for coming to this earth that for anyone who has you, for anyone who has put their faith in you, we have peace. We have peace with our maker and we have peace with others. Peace, peace. We, we don't have to war any longer. We can settle our hearts in your presence and find a peace that passes understanding. Lord, I thank you that you keep in perfect peace those Whose minds are steadfast on you. Perfect peace for those who trust in you. Lord, I I care so much about the people at this church. And And it just terrifies me to think of anyone here trying to walk through life without peace. You died for us to give us a hope, a joy, a peace, and a life. And if that's you this morning, if you know you're unsettled and your spirit's not at rest, just before the Lord, just ask Him to come again and be your Prince of Peace. To be your Prince of Peace. Sometimes He comes in like a lion Other times, like a lamb. And we thank you, Jesus, for your peace. I think about Christmas parties and families and relatives and all the things that we'd go in that try to steal our peace. And Yet if we have you, Jesus, they cannot steal away our peace. Because we know you, Lord, and you know us. And it's in your perfect divine presence that we have perfect divine.